Today's guest is Ahimsa Tori. Ahimsa had a near-death experience where he had a massive download, and today we're going to learn about it. Ahimsa, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you giving me some of your time today, and welcome. No problem. Thank you for having me. Great. All right, so my audience loves to hear about near-death experiences, and if you don't mind, can we start on the day yours happened and go from there? Well, I don't have the exact date. That would be... uh, but it was right around the age of 18 or 19 years old that that happened. Uh, I had just gotten out of group homes. I've been in group homes my whole life uh, from when I was about five till 18. So when I got out, I was a little bit of a mess, but <laughs> and I was doing things I shouldn't be doing. But um, uh, so um, to kind of bring everybody up to, to speed, what happened uh, is, uh, well, okay. I was on uh, psych meds in the group homes, uh, or, uh, Melaril for anger, Dizipramine for depression and lithium for chemical imbalance, I think is what it was. And, uh, so, you know, you shouldn't be obviously be on those things and doing other drugs on, as well on top of it. This is how it all came down. Basically. Uh, uh, my body obviously couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was just too much, but uh, I got, I got went out uh, with a friend and we, uh, picked up some LSD and, from there, it just went downhill until uh, until I can't remember anything for a while. I, can't, I don't remember anything. And then all of a sudden, I came back around, and it was like I was a, uh, uh, next to myself. Or, you know, like how you know how some people say they're outside of themselves and they can see themselves kind of thing? That's pretty much where I was at at that point. I remember briefly being on the phone with my father because my friend got really, really scared. I mean, this really freaked him out. You know, I, I mean, I went, I went out, I was, I was, uh, I wasn't okay. And he knew it, <laughs> you know, I couldn't speak. I was wandering around the house mumbling and just being really weird. You know, um, he put me on the phone with my father who was, you know, was, this is all San Francisco, by the way, it's where this happened. Um, uh, when my dad got on the phone with me, I was just like, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't speak. You know, my, I, I remember talking to him too. I could understand him completely. I was fully alert, fully aware of what he was saying, but I couldn't, I couldn't speak, you know, uh, of the phone call. I mean, I remember having that phone call with him. Uh, then I'm not exactly sure how, uh, all of all of it. I I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain this. I, I can't give you exact like times of like. Well, okay, so it started out at my friend's house, and eventually I woke up in the hospital with charcoal around my lips, and they had pumped my stomach. Um, and the doctor told me I came close. You know, he, he let me know. He said, you know, you're <laughs> whoa, you're lucky, buddy. You're still here. Um, I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> Kind of scared the crap out of me. I had peed on myself. I, I urinated on myself. I had to go home and uh, clean up and everything. I mean, it was pretty bad. So, in the middle of all of this, for me, leaving my friend's house, he called the ambulance, obviously, and the cops, and they came and rushed me to the hospital. Um, uh, at points of the night, I rem- okay, so, the massive download part. I, I, I remember... Being super, super alert as far as like I knew who I was, but like I couldn't do anything. You know, I couldn't function like a normal person at all. 
so I was there, but I wasn't there. Um, and then I just, I don't know how it, I don't know how it happened, but at some point in the night, all of a sudden my mind opened up and I had the cure to every disease and I knew it. I knew it. I mean, I, I could cure cancer, AIDS, anything. I knew it. I knew how to do it. And I was like, Oh man, I got to hold on to this. If I could hold on to this, you know, you know, I, I wasn't sure why I was, I was aware of that. I don't know what the heck was going on. I, I was, I was really like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, I, I knew I could, I could, I could, I could solve problems, you know, like with ease. It's like, it's like I had unlocked a part of my brain that I was unaware I could use. And it just was so strange, you know? Um, and then I would, I would, I blacked out again, you know, just so there was that moment that I was gone, you know, and then I came back around and I was standing on the porch of my friend's house, you know, it's, or I think it was outside. I can't remember because I was stepping on the slugs. I can remember feeling them under my feet, you know, and, uh, then I blacked out again. I just like, it was a small moment there. I don't remember much about that. I just remember being on the porch. And then eventually I was on the couch staring at my stomach <laughs> and uh, that's what the, the, the ambulance guys came in. They, uh, they uh, rushed me to the hospital, obviously, they, you know, and that's when I was outside of myself. I remember seeing them push, they were trying to get a IV into me or uh, something in my arm. Um, and I, 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 I'm not sure if they were having a great deal of success or not, because I had a bunch of welts on my arm when I, was, when I finally came around to the hospital. Uh, I do remember looking down at myself, and I was covered in plaid. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but I, I like my, my skin was plaid. It, was, it looked like a shirt, you know, but it was skin, obviously. And uh, then I came, out, I came out of it in the hospital. That's when I was talking to the doctor. And, uh, but I guess the thing about the whole, the whole experience was just that I had knowledge of things I shouldn't have had knowledge about, you know, like how to cure, you know, diseases. And it was just, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it went down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me see if I can kind of piece it back together for me. So you had taken the LSD and then you at some point started tripping, but then you started going, your body just started shutting down. It sounds like at some point, you know, yeah, maybe it was reacting right. to that with all the, yeah, other, the, the other medication you were on. Yeah. The doctor, the doctor told me, the doctor even told me, he said, you know, that was really stupid. Uh, you're, you're on a bunch of, you know, other medications that are really heavy duty. And yeah, that, that all of this doesn't go together in your body, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was like, okay. I mean, I was like, yeah, and I never did it again, by the way. Right. And, I mean, I was like, oh, okay. That was, that was too close for my, you know? Yeah. Too close for comfort. I'm sure there's going to be detractors that say, oh, you were just tripping, you know, on LSD. That wasn't really a thing, but you saw yourself sure, completely they... outside of your body, looking at your body. Correct. Oh yeah. Uh, I did. Yes. I I, yeah, they can say what they want. I know how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, you know when, you, when you go through it yourself, mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things. I've I've heard other people tell their stories, and I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's like okay, you know, you probably did experience something, but you know, there's some people that'll say like, oh, they see the light at the end of the tunnel, and and okay, that's fine. 
Uh, and then they say that's because their brain is depleted of oxygen and so on and so forth. It's like, you know, you can excuse it away all you want, but I'm one of those kind of people that, uh, I'm not like a heavy duty religious person, you know, but I do know that we're here. And obviously for some reason, there's just too much intelligence about it. You know, too many things going on in my opinion, you know, trees grow, fingers move, mind works and our eyes see per, you know, it's like we, uh, we reproduce babies are born. It's all a real big miracle. If you ask me, um, while you were outside of your body, did you happen to look around the house or see other things, see any other beings or did you, how did you feel? Did you feel at peace or happy or, or anything like that? The one thing I do, I do, one thing I do remember is I, you know, I, Oh, okay. I do remember feeling like it was the end of the world for a little while. You know, there was that kind of a feeling. I was a little nervous about that at first. Um, um, but I do remember feeling okay. I wasn't really scared, you know, mm-hmm. almost like I didn't have time to be scared or it was, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, uh, like the whole, I went through the whole thing and it, it was really close. It was a close call and I, I didn't really worry about it till afterwards. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I kind of, I almost came close to biting the bullet there. And that's when I started to go, okay, well, maybe I should make some changes in my life or not do that kind of stuff. But um, during the experience, I, yeah, I don't remember feeling real super scared. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was pretty comfortable. I, was, I wasn't worried, I guess, you know. I'm not really clear. When you were speaking to your father on the phone, were you outside of your body at that time, at the same time you were talking to him, or that hasn't, that hadn't yes. happened yet? No, actually, that was that's funny you bring that up because okay, so like going through it, I was in and out. Okay, you know, um, with my dad, I don't, I don't believe so. I, I, I remember still being like somewhat there with my. I wasn't outside of my body yet. No, I don't think so. I do remember hearing myself mumble. I couldn't talk, even if I wanted to. I couldn't. He was like, "You okay, son?" And I'm like, "Yeah, blah blah." I, I just couldn't speak. You know. It was, it was really weird. I lost like the ability to or something. Um, but like my mind was overloading. I could still understand things, you know, and I don't know. It's just really uh, an interesting experience for sure. But yeah. So you were kind of in and out, you were in and out starting on the couch. And then as they took you in the ambulance and took you to the hospital, you were still kind of in and out the whole time. No, the ambulance ride, I remember being in the ambulance, and I was definitely outside of my body at that point. So you were just out watching the whole that was, go down. Yeah, I was like I was like looking at the ambulance. I, was, yeah, I wasn't floating above myself, per se, but I, I was looking at myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I didn't want to sit there and say I was hovering or anything like that kind of stuff, but it, I, I, I was outside of my body, I, I believe, anyways. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Did you come to a realization at any point that, hey, I'm outside of my body. Am I dead or what's going on or anything like that? Uh, no, actually, you know, it's kind of like it was natural. Hmm. I mean, like, this isn't something that happens. Um, like when a person, I guess, dies, uh, maybe that's what goes down. I don't know. You know, I didn't feel too incredibly unusual about it. You know, it was, uh, like that's, I was just dealing with it as it was happening. It was just, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't really able to, I didn't really think about it, you know. After the I, I didn't didn't have yeah. I was gonna say after all this. No, happened, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. It doesn't matter. 
after all this happened, how did you process that, that experience over the next few days or weeks? Well, well, it was fresh. Yeah, the uh, I was. <laughs> I remember uh, thinking to myself, "I wish I could have held on to that info a lot," you know, because I mean, well, I was. I that's the part I wanted to explain to you the massive download part. Um, I literally understood what you would have to do in order to cure this or cure that, or, you know, it was really, really weird. I mean, I, I, I understood like, what do they call the physics or how, how, how a person would go about what, what would, what you would have to do. I really was, <laughs> I was disappointed that I couldn't retain the information. You know, I, I knew in my heart that I had something that was special for a minute there you know and then it was gone mm. when i came back around mm -hmm. and i was really uh i, I did I, I i thought about it thought about it i mean how could you not i mean right it's a really interesting experience to go through you know sure do you think it changed you at all in any way well i i mean as far as the way i live my life uh well you know again growing up in group homes i didn't really have the the, the i mean i knew my, my mother and father but uh, I didn't live with them, I, you know, so I grew up in the system. I was a ward of the court and uh, I got a lot, I had a lot of resentment for a while. And I was already, as soon as I turned 18, I was off on, you know, I, I'd been to jail a few times already. And, and, and the thing about going to jail after you've been in group homes your whole life, you're institutionalized. So when you go to jail, you feel comfortable. Mm. It's like, there's just, you don't have to worry anymore. You know, what are they going to do? Arrest me? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm here and they're going to feed me give me a bed and you know i'm i don't have to worry and i don't have to pay the bills or nothing i don't have none of that stuff you know and so uh it, I, I did think about those kind of things and i realized that I, I you know especially after this experience you know that if i wanted to live some kind of a productive life you know i need to try to veer another direction so you know in, in doing something bad though i mean it, as far as i'm concerned it was because you know obviously you know people shouldn't tamper with their bodies the way i was Mm. Um, that's just my opinion on it. You know, I think being sober is a good thing, you know, uh, but back then I was <laughs> like, you know, Hey, this feels good. And you know, that feels good. You know, and I'd had many great experiences before this happened. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was doing it, you know, cause I liked the way it felt. And then I went, th then I had obviously that night happened and yeah. And it, I, like I said, I was scared afterwards. I was kind of, like, whoa, you know, I mean, it's like almost getting in a car accident and realizing, shoot, I just, <laughs> I just, I just got out of that. It's crazy. So, you know. Did you have any spiritual or paranormal experiences before that? I can't say that I, you know, I've, like, again, the thing about me is I've never struggled with religion. Uh, I've always known I just, I've always known that there's something else mm -hmm. and I know it in my heart. I, I just know I don't have to go get dunked in water and I don't have to, you know, follow a guru down another path. And my parents did that kind of stuff, but you know, I, I just, I've always known it. I've always been comfortable with it. You know, I've never really been too concerned with the outcome of my life and, and like how, you know, so I've, I've always known there's something there. Right. I and I've never felt alone per se. Like no, I've always known there's something watching over me, or you know, I've always known that there's something you know 
it's there in my life you know and then i'm here for a reason whatever reason that might be raising my kids i don't know you know anything could be anything but uh, uh so i've always been comfortable there you know my dad even told me when i was uh just a little boy one of the first words i used to say we drive by a church and i go buddha there buddha there you know, <laughs> or, you know say stuff like that probably because i heard him talk about it or you know and uh i remember one of the first words in my mind i used to get i get i get hung up on when i was around five or four years old was like the word lord i used to think about that a lot like the lord lord you know like it was a big deal in my head you know uh, so those kinds of things were already present in my life i think you know mm-hmm. Even in a small way, when I was just a little boy, it wasn't like too heavy, but you know, enough for a little kid to basically deal with. Right. Uh, I've never actually had um, any kind of. I, I've never actually or had uh, an experience as far as meeting up with the beings or anything like that. I have seen some weird stuff, <laughs> you know, but you know that's a whole other story. Has the memory of this experience faded over time, or does it still seem, you know, pretty fresh? That's the that's the part I'm having a difficult time with you as far as talking about it. Is uh, it, it is? I remember it, and I'm able to tell you about it, but it is definitely faded. It's not like it was when I when I first came out of it. You know, it was it was a lot more clear in my head. You know, mm-hmm. I remember I, I I remember it happening. I knew it happened. And whether I was losing my mind or it actually happened, that's, that's for anybody to guess, I guess, you know, I mean, Hey, you know what? Somebody could say he was just tripping. Okay. Maybe I was, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel that way. Right. <laughs> you know, you know I, I remember tripping. I know mm-hmm. what that felt like. Right. And then this, this whole other experience was like, it was clear, right? you know, when I had done LST before this, prior to it, I remember hearing echoes and tracers and that kind of stuff, you know, it messes with your mind, your ability to see. And, uh, that was a completely different experience, you know, Right. this one was, it was like, I was yanked out of myself and I was made clear. Like I went, I went from being completely high to sober, but somewhere else, not inside myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like it was, as you say, it was. Yeah. It, well, I mean, if you, if you get pulled out of your body, let's say, let's say you do separate if your soul comes away from your body, your body probably still is high. it probably still is experiencing all that stuff because it's your body it's it's physical Mm. the the spiritual part came out that's how i know that i was away from myself but i also sense it oh i can't cry over there sorry about that (laughs) but i i knew i knew that i wasn't with myself at that point i mean i was still with myself but not with myself you know Mm. i mean that's the best way to explain it you know so like i took a shoe off Mm. (laughs) you know you get out of your clothes at the end of the day, you know, it's like, here's your clothes. You were in them all day, but they're not. So right. I like the analogy. Um, that's the best way I could put it. <laughs> what is your thoughts on death now? Do you not fear it anymore? Did it change that? Or you, you know what? It's funny you bring that up because before this happened, I used to think about it all the time. I, you know, I don't know about other people, but as a kid, I'd worry about my dad dying because, you know, I mean, even though we didn't grow up together, I, I we still talk to this day. In fact, you know, he just, gifted me with a nice guitar, you know, and, and you know, say, hey, son, why don't you have a guitar? And, uh, so we still talk, we have a relationship. Uh, but uh, I used to worry about him dying. I didn't want to lose him, you know. And now, uh, as well as myself, I used, to, I used to be afraid of that too. Like, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, afterwards, it's like, you don't have to worry about it. I, 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 uh, let's see how you explain that. I, I know I don't have to worry about it because, 
I'm going to be okay. I, it's weird. I, I you know, uh, it's just a part of life. We're all going to go through it. It doesn't have to be scary. I mean, you know, as long as I've lived my life as best I can, then, you know, I, sh- you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what happens to good and bad people. What, like, you know, people that do bad things to people or whatever, and then they come to me through that point, you know, they go to the grave or whatever. Um, Will they have to answer for those things? I don't, I don't know. But I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that that's how it is, you know. Um, uh, but I know that I'm going to go somewhere. I do know that. Yeah. And so my, my, if I'm, if, if I were to be really honest with you, no, I'm not scared. I don't think so. Hmm. It's not like I'm going out to look for a way to die either, but you know, when it happens, it happens. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Have you thought over the years, okay, was I saved from dying for a reason? Is there a reason or do I have a purpose or have you discovered that? Yes, I do feel that way, actually. As my life has unfolded since that happened uh, with everything. I mean, uh, I've gone from, you know, especially when I had my kids, you know, they're supposed to be here. They're not just an accident. You know, they're, they're I got two daughters and, uh, and we're both, I'm really close with them. And they, uh, they're, they're, now they're a part of this world for their reason, whatever it is. But I was supposed to be here definitely for them. You know, and uh, that so that's just one thing that that makes me believe that yes, I was I wasn't supposed to go, um, and yeah, and I and I do feel like yeah, I was being shown something, mm-hmm. but I've never really been able to, to grab it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I figure like this, you know, okay, so it's confusing for me as it is for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I'm trying to explain it to you, I'm kind of feeling frustrated. It's like, well, I want to give you more, but like, I don't really know how. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sharing it with you, but uh, uh, I, I, I like to believe that, uh, you know, it's, I was, I was given something and I was allowed to remember it to some degree. And it was almost like a, you know, don't worry. It's it's kind of going to be okay, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Hmm. That's what I got out of it, basically, at the end of it all. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, it took a couple of weeks, like you said. It was fresh in my head, but uh, yeah, things changed after that. So. Mm-hmm. They really did. Besides whatever you've just told me, do you think you got any other message out of that experience? Well. You know, some things we're supposed to know right now. Some things we're not supposed to know until we're supposed to know, I guess, you know, and, you know, uh, it's, it's a weird, that's a weird one, you know. Okay. Um, back in the eighties, I had friends that had HIV, you know, that, that died of that. You know, I'm sure we all did, you know, at that point, cause we, we go through the eighties too. Um, and, uh, I used to think to myself, God, man, if I could just get that guy out of this mess, you know, I mean, he's going to die, you know, was, you know, and back then they did, you know, they, <laughs> once it went full blown, you know, it was, it was like that. And so I used to be really frustrated. Uh, I wish I could have done something, you know, and especially after I had that experience, I was like, man, I had this thought, you know, I knew I could just put on that white coat, <laughs> take what that got out of that night and just, you know, I, man, I'd love to carry it. You know, I'd love to make that happen. Not for any real reasons or money or anything like that, but just to save somebody's life. Or, you know, mm. it's all we have, right? In the end, right? You know, and uh, 
I don't know whether people care so much about that or not. I do. I, I think we all deserve to be here for the time we are. And if we can experience the full amount of it, that'd be nice. Um, have you ever, have you ever gone to, uh, uh, the cancer, uh, institutes or anything like that and, and actually visited the kids? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I did that once. Let me tell you, man, I, I don't care how tough you are. <laughs> I, I, I mean, full blown. You know, I walked in there and I couldn't keep myself from crying. These kids are so optimistic. They're, they're, uh, they walk around with bald heads and they're like totally, totally happy about the moment, you know? So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it brings me back when I did that. You know, the kids, man, I mean, it's like you, know, you visit them and they're just like happy to see you. They don't even know who you are. They're just like, oh, somebody's coming, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm running out. Anyways, it's, it's an interesting experience. We can actually experience that, you should. But uh, uh, so they're grateful for the moment, you know? And, uh, but man, if I, I could just <laughs> help them out, you know? I wish I could. But, yeah, be so great. being, so being given something like that for the, what I don't even know if it was five minutes or an hour. I don't know how long I was hanging out of there retaining that information that night. I can't give you a time frame, but. Uh, I do remember it felt like wild and I was thinking about these things and I was pondering on these things, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, I can totally <laughs> like fix this, all of this, yeah. the whole world was a mess, you know, I could fix it. And, uh, it was, yeah, it's, it's just it's bizarre. Bro. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. You didn't keep that knowledge. I wish I could have, you know, but maybe I wasn't supposed to, maybe it was just like you said, maybe it was something being shown to me at the moment, you know? Yeah. You know, or I don't know if I unlocked a part of my brain that we use, you know, we only use, what? what do they say? Something like 20, 15% of it. And something else happened there, you know? And then when I came back around, I was back to, you know, normal old me for a minute, you know? When you came back to your body for good and you weren't popping out anymore, were you disappointed? Like, oh, I'm back here. Or I'm back in my body again. I'm stuck back in this meat. No, no, no. I was grateful. I was still happy to be here. I've always been pretty positive, you know, as far as, as, as those guys. I mean, before the experience, I mean, you know, even though I was acting up and stuff, I was still happy to be here. I was happy to have life. Mm. I would be a liar if I said, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to be here. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad that I have that gift and it is a gift. And, and, and I was tampering with it and it's fragile, so, you know, but there's that. And, but yeah, no, I walked away from that feeling, uh, you know, I was happy to be, I was happy to survive that. <laughs> well, that's good. I could have done some real damage to myself, you know. I mean, yeah. You know, too many, too many things all at once in one body it, and it's just started coming apart. Right. You know. All right. Well, I usually offer this to my guests and I don't know if you have anything, but is there anything that you would like me to promote for you? Like, do you have a website or a Facebook page or anything? Oh no! I, I, well, I got my Facebook page, but it's. You know, I got you on uh, YouTube. I see your your your, your uh, podcast. I watched the. I just watched the one with the. Uh, uh, I think it was a black gentleman that you were talking to. It just uh, popped up on my phone. So which I, one? He's, he wasn't afraid. Uh, was who again? I'm sorry. He, he, I I didn't catch the guy's name. I just watched part of the the show while I was at work last night. Your show with you were talking to this gentleman, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he wasn't afraid when he. Oh. He had no fear. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I, I believe that's what it was. It was. I was also in the middle of work, so I was kind of getting out, looking at it. Uh, <laughs> I would tell your boss you were listening. Yeah, no, he, they, they don't care. It's, I work the graveyard, so as long as I get my stuff done, that's all they care about. You know? oh, yeah. 
And I do. <laughs> so you are on Facebook. If um, you know, some people may watch this podcast and want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Or are you more? Of a oh, sure. If you person? want to pop it up, absolutely. If you want to, um, I believe we're a messenger, so you should be able to punch up my profile right there, right? Mm, yeah, I think. Yeah, if you wanted to put it up or whatever, that's fine. All right, cool. I have no, I have no problem sharing this stuff. I told my sister about it. She's like, "Oh, you got to talk to this guy." <laughs> I just, she had just had the conversation with you about her experience, you know. Which, by the way, if anybody had any doubts, it's one hundred percent true. I was my sister. I can tell you right off the top. But, right. um, uh, yeah, she's like, "You need to talk to this, this guy. I just talk to. Him. He does this thing about near death experiences, you know, unusual things, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, I said, yeah, sure, I'll, <laughs> and that's how we, you know, yeah." Which is cool. I'm glad to be able to tell you about it because, I mean, let people take what they want from it if they want or whatever. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there is listening that can have a similar experience. Who knows? I don't know. Well, you know, almost every NDE that I post, I would probably assume that I get at least one comment from somebody that says, hey, this NDE, this story, this person's experience helped me. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So, well, I mean, how- Hopefully that, that's the way. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe it came to this point. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Having a conversation with you at your, in your podcast and having a, a good conversation about what went down. And mm-hmm. I was more than happy to share it. I just, uh, forgive me for being a little jumpy as I talk because I'm not real, uh, uh, you know, some people have a silver tongue. No, you're I, I don't do real well with the, you know, conversating with folks as, as, as much as others, but I still try my best. No, you're doing great. All right. Well, before we wrap it up here, is there any kind of message that you can give to the audience? Yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> no, I mean that's obvious. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I mean, uh, my message. Yeah, if you can, if you get some kind of a special uh, uh, opening or an awakening, or I, I like to call it a moment of clarity, a moment of clarity, and something special happens, start entertaining it if you can. Because you know, I mean, if, if you're allowed to have it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not in our control to have those things, but try. You know? mm-hmm. That'd be my message. Because you just never know. Yeah, no. Thank you for that message. And Hemza, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you letting me be on the show to share this with you. It's, it's fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, have a great evening. All right. You too, my friend. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.